Absolutely. We are so thankful for you as, as ladies and what you mean to our lives, and we want to say thank you. As a church, we like to celebrate, and if you did not notice, uh, out in the foyer, we do have um, a small gift, just a token just to say thank you. Um, it is uh, fingernail polish. We're trying to figure out something that you would actually use instead of just throwing in a drawer or something like that. And so, guys, that's not for you, all right? Just to help and make sure we're clear, that is for all the ladies out there. We want to make sure that you get that. Um, I don't need any more nail polish at my house. I have enough girls, so you guys just go ahead and make sure you take it all, all right? We got enough. So take all that. Uh, that's a, our gift to you. At this time, we also want to do something else as well. These guys are going to help me out. We're going to do a couple just gifts just to honor moms, and so let's start off with this. The lady who, who had a baby furthest from Dallas... All right, so here we go, Dallas. So let's start off with how many ladies had, had, had a baby here in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex? Raise your hand. All right, very good. Okay, now let's go a little bit further. How many of you were, it was in, not in the Metroplex, but it was in the state of Texas? Raise your hand. All right, very good. How many were outside of um, Texas and one of the states surrounding, like Oklahoma, Louisiana, Arkansas? New Mexico, whatever state, whatever other states touch Texas, all right? Anybody like that, just raise your hand, all right? Very good. Okay, now here we go. Anywhere else in the continental United States, all right? Here we go. Raise your hand. You had a baby somewhere else in the continental United States. Very good. Now let's start talking about uh, how far away. Can you tell me how far? Florida? Very good. Where else? I saw, I saw a hand back here. Pennsylvania, very good. Somebody else? Do what? All right, over here, Jolita. Missouri, very good. All right, so I Google Maps, right? Um, Pennsylvania or Florida, and did somebody else? What was another one? Peru. Uh, that's outside of the country. All right, very good. So we got the states. Let's go ahead and jump out there. We got outside of the United States. We have Peru. Any other outside of the United States? We had some more babies. Okay, outside. Where at? Italy, very good. Where? Philippines, very good. Philippines, Peru. Man, I hate geography. Um, <laughs> and you're having to do it on the spot in front of everybody. So here we go. Peru's down south. So Philippines would be farther. That'd be... Man, I'm so glad I have so many smart people in this church. Philippines. All right, the Philippines are a winner. Let's give them a hand. Very good. Actually... Um, I have enough gifts. Let's give Peru. That's a long ways away, too. So let's go ahead and give Peru over here as well. Let's give her a hand. All right, here we go. Let's do the lady who, had, um, uh, who is carrying the biggest bag today. All right, your purse. Ladies, we like your purses. We like your bags. All right, the biggest bag. Let's go ahead and see. Hold them up. Hold them proud. Let's, let's show them off. The biggest bag. If you can hold it up. All right, here we go. We need big bags. Big bags. Guys, we're going to have to help me out. Here we go. This is a pretty big, that's a pretty big one. Now, when we say bag, it has to include your, your wallet in it, all right? So it has to, that's part of the deal. It's a purse, so it, it can be baby bag, whatever, but it's got to have the, the wallet in it. This is a big one here. Can you, can you guys help me? We might have to measure. Okay, why don't, why don't you grab one of those and grab one of these? Let's put them together. Go, grab both of them. Let's put them together. We're going to have an audience, uh, we're going to have a sound off here. Which one? Let's measure back and forth. Here we go. Man, we have a, we've got a lot of big bags here. Okay, measure, measure. That's a big one. Does that work? Okay. That might be the heaviest bag. Oh, wow. All right. Which one? Is it this one? 
or this one? Black one. All right, there's our winner right there. Very good. All right. Now, ladies, you're going to have to do a little bit of work here. You ready? All ladies participate. Who has the most bulletins in your Bible or purse? Now, last week in our recycle bin, we had somebody who put a bulletin that was from 2013 in the recycle bin. That was pretty good. So we're wanting to see how many more old bulletins are around. Um, first service, we had somebody who had 22. 22, all right? So let's go ahead and count them up. 22. Let's see how many have more than, more than one. Anybody have more than one? Go ahead and raise your hand. Very good. There's a few of you. You are not wanting to be as proud on this one. The purse, the bags, you're like, yeah. All right, so here we go. How many, um, what is the most you have? Five? Do we have five? People have five? Five, yes. Yes. Still five. Ten. Do we have ten? Went down. I have a ten. She's still counting. Man, all right. Yeah, kick the shoes off. She's counting, using fingers. Right here. It looks like this is the winner right here. Very good. Let's give her a hand. All right, very good. Let's go ahead and do um, the, the oldest child present. The oldest child present. All right, so go ahead and add up. Here we go. Do we have anybody who has a child who's um, 10 years old or younger? Here we go. Raise your hand. 10 years old? We've got some 10-year-olds. All right, very good. How about 20? Do we have any moms that have a 20-year-old? Present. Yep, very good. 20-year-old present? Yes, all right, 20. Uh, five, 25. We still good? Still got hands? All right, good. How about 30? Let's go up to 30. Still got one hand? Still got a hand? Ah, right, 30. So I got two, right? All right, let's go ahead and let's shout out the ages. Here we go. What? You want to go 40? Okay, I'll just jump on up. If we can do 40, who can do 40? 40? 59? 57? Man, I'm almost like an auctioneer in church. Is that all right? <laughs> bid to buy, bid to buy. <laughs> we could just go ahead. <laughs> 59 is it? Going once, going twice. Here we go, right here. Very good. She's the winner. All right, and the last one is uh, the youngest baby present. We had a lot of baby dedications. Let's do the youngest baby present. Six months old. Six months old or younger. Raise your hand. All right, we got several. How about three months? We have hands. Three months. Okay, how about two months? Still got some hands? How old? Eight weeks. Very good. Let's give her a hand right here. Thank you guys for your help today. It is, uh, it is always a joy to have moms here and moms present. We, we love families here and we're so thankful that you would choose to worship with us and be a part. When you start talking about celebrating Mother's Day, the question becomes, what do you buy? What do you get? What do you get, moms? There were um, three guys, three brothers, who were arguing about what to get mom for Mother's Day. And they were really excited because they're grown and out of the house, and mom was getting a little older, and so they wanted to outdo this Mother's Day gift. And so what they did was, the first one said, hey, I'm going to buy mom a Mercedes. That's what I'm going to do. I'm buying mom a Mercedes. So he buys mom a Mercedes. That's a pretty nice son, right? So he buys mom a Mercedes. The other son said, well, if that's what you're going to do, I'm going to one-up you. I'm going to buy a house for mom. So he builds, builds a house, buys a house for mom, and move her in. And, man, she, she's excited. She's, all right, here we go. And then the last son says, guys, I got you beat. You know mom's eyes are going, going bad, and she can't hardly read the Bible anymore. And so she loves reading the Bible. I had a, a monastery. I had 20 guys work with this parrot. 
And this parrot can now quote the entire Bible. So anytime mama wants the Bible read, the parrot could just quote the Bible. And so they, it cost me a $100,000 donation every year for the next 10 years. But it's worth it because mom's worth it. So he's rubbing it in. So it was, a, it was about a month later, and mom's writing all the thank you notes, and she writes to the first son, thank you so much for the car. It's hard to, I, I can't really drive anymore, so it's really no use. You can have it back. Thank you, though. She writes to the second son, thank you for the house. It's really nice. It's really too big. I only go from my bedroom to the living room, and I have to still clean the rest of the house. It's really too big for me. Thank you anyway. I really appreciate it. To the third son, she said, my dearest boy, thank you so much for the chicken that you sent me. It tasted really good, deep fried. You're the only son who gets me. Your loving mom. I don't know how you choose to celebrate Mother's Day, but I am glad that you chose to come here. Today I want to speak to you just for a few moments out of 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 1. 2 Timothy chapter 1. The Apostle Paul is a writer. He's at the end of his life, and this is called the pastoral epistles, the letters, the letters in which he is passing on to a young protege, his apprentice, his, this young man that he has been mentoring in the faith who is now um, a pastor who's been pastoring, who's leading a group of people himself, and he's a young man. And Paul is trying to pour into him as an older pastor who's at the kind of the end just to share experiences and say, hey, keep up the good, good work. You're doing a great job. And he comes alongside of him. But he has a few words that he, I would like to share, and, and it helps us understand what we need to celebrate regarding moms. 2 Timothy chapter 1, would you stand for the reading of God's word? It begins in verse 1, and it says this, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, according to the promise of the life that is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my beloved child, grace and peace and mercy from God the Father in Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve, as did my ancestors, with a clear conscience, as I remember you constantly in my prayers, night and day. As I remember your tears, I long to see you, that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now, I am sure, dwells in you as well. For this is the reason I remind you to fan into the flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and of love and of self-control. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for this day, and I thank you for the opportunity to have fun and to celebrate moms. At the same time, we are able to sing of your great love, your hesed love, the, the covenant-keeping, faithful, loving kindness that you bestow upon us, and we say thank you for that unconditional love. Today, as we look into your word, I pray that you would speak. I pray that your Holy Spirit would move in this place, and God, I pray that you would so anoint this time, that you would help us walk away from this place being changed because we've heard from you. In Jesus' precious name, I pray. And all God's people said, amen. Thank you. you may be seated. So how do we celebrate Mother's Day? First of all, I want to point to you, we celebrate our moms because of the transference of faith the transference of faith look at what he says paul is excited to be writing to young timothy and he writes to him and he says i remember the tears verse four i remember the tears the last time i met with you the last time i was with you 
I remember the tears and our parting and how that it, we didn't know if this was going to be the last time we'd get to see each other. We, we wept, we cried together. And I remember those tears as we were leaving each other and I was parting from you. He says, I also remember that you needed joy. We needed to encourage you. So he said, I want to remind you of a couple of things. Verse 5. I am reminded of your sincere faith. The faith in which you are called to live. The faith in which you have been living. He says, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And now I'm sure dwells in you. The transference of faith. The amazing part that we need to celebrate is this, is that many of us have been blessed with a mom who passed her faith on to the next generation. She transferred her faith. Many of us have actually been around, and, and if it weren't for the prayers of a praying mom, or if it wasn't for the prayers, maybe it wasn't your mom, maybe it was your grandmother who was praying for you and, and loving you and caring for you, you wouldn't be where you're at today. And Paul says, I want to remind you. He said, I'm amazed and I, I'm impressed. And you have a great faith and God is doing a great work in your life. But I know where it started. It didn't start with you. Now remember who Paul is. Paul's several decades older than this young man. And he says, I, 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 I see your faith. And I love how you're, you're seeking after God. I love your passion going after God. But here's what I remember. I don't just remember your faith. I remember your mom's faith. I remember watching her serve. I remember watching her work. I remember her faith and how that she served God and loved God. And on top of that, I'll do, what, do you one better. Not just your mom, but I remember your grandmother when she was in her prime. I remember your grandmother when she was serving and when, when she had all the energy. I remember her and her faith and what it cost and how that she passed it on. I remember. And here's the challenge for you and I. Many of us, what we need to stop and pause and how we need to celebrate, we need to celebrate and we need to say thank you to God for giving us a mom, giving us a grandmother who loved us because their faith was so strong and they passed it on. Now here's what's interesting about this young man. Timothy, you never find his dad mentioned at all. You never find his dad mentioned. He's living in a Roman world. He's living in a, in a pagan society. His mom is a believer. His grandmother's a believer. But you never hear of the dad being involved. Isn't that interesting? And here's what I want to show you something else. Because I think there's many times when we come to Mother's Day, there are so many who say, I, you know what, I don't even really want to go to church. I don't like Mother's Day. It's a, it's a painful reminder of what has happened in my life. I, that I, I don't have any kids of my own. We've tried for years and we can't have kids. Or maybe, maybe it's just a painful reminder of how bad your mom was. And so here we are. I, I want to give maybe a, you're a single mom. Maybe there needs to be a word to single moms today. Those who are struggling through or maybe who are single who have never been able to marry. And God has given you a special faith. And I want to show you something here. Are you ready? Because it's the transference of faith that we're talking about. Can you go back up to verse 2? Look what it says in verse 2. Paul is writing. He says, I'm writing to you, young Timothy. And what does he say? My beloved what? Do you see it? He says, my beloved child. Now, why is that important? Because Timothy obviously did not have a godly man in his life. Or he would have been mentioned. Paul would have clearly said, hey, your dad had great faith. He mentions the mom. He mentions the grandmother. So his dad obviously wasn't a man of faith. 
And Paul calls him my child. Now look in, verse, in chapter 2, verse 1. What does he call him again? You then my child. Do you see it? He calls young Timothy a child. And so here's what the challenge would be. Many would believe that Paul never got married. Some believe that maybe Paul was married right there at the very beginning of his life. And then after that, he lived in singleness the rest of his life. His wife died or something. And so for the majority of his life, here's what we do know, that Paul lived in singleness. He, he traveled, he ministered, and he was single. We also know that it doesn't ever mention Paul having a child. So again, we can assume he didn't have a child from all tradition and all books. But here's what Paul consistently does. He speaks of his spiritual children. And here's a challenge. Here's a challenge to you who are single, who do not have a family to call your own, or maybe that you have never been blessed with kids. Maybe there's some in this room who, who God has blessed with adoption and you've had kids. And we celebrate that and we want to say thank you. But I need to speak maybe just plainly to, to those who this day hurt so badly. Paul celebrates, and the way he celebrates is he actually calls Timothy his child. I want to encourage you. There's some who are in this room today, not because they had a spiritual, they're not because they, their mom was so spiritual and they transferred faith. There are some in this room who you are here because some other lady took an interest in you and began to pray for you, began to care for you, began to pour into your life, and they transferred their faith to you as well. And you are their spiritual child. Can I encourage each one of us? While God maybe has called some to have kids physically, while God has called some to be adoptive parents, God has called each and every one of us to do what? To transfer our faith to the next generation to have spiritual kids. Whether we're in college or whether we're somewhere else, God has called us to all pass on and transfer our faith to the next generation. I want to brag just a second on our college students real quick. We had some of our college students, Gary and Stephanie, led our college students yesterday to go on a, on a trip. And you guys went yesterday down into uh, to Gainesville. Is that correct? You went to Gainesville and you went into uh, a prison facility. And many of you served. Would you guys stand for just a second, those of you who, who actually went on that? I know you didn't want to ask that. Go ahead and stand. Let's give them a hand. Thank you, guys. You can be seated. They didn't ask for me to do that, but I want to, I want to brag a little bit because here's, here's, here's what it means. While we're celebrating moms, we also need to make sure we're celebrating consistently the passing on of faith to the next generation or to the other people. And we had college students who understood that their calling in life is not just to be selfish. It's not just about them, that they were willing to go out and serve and care for other people. The transference of faith. Let me show you something else. You ready? Look down here in verse... Six. Verse 5, he says, I remind of your faith. In verse 6, Paul says this, For this reason I am reminded, I remind you, to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and control. Here's the second part I want to start showing you. That we celebrate moms by, by the faith that had been transferred, but we also celebrate the lessons that our parents, our moms taught us. He says, hey, I want to show you he said, I remind you that you have this gift. And this gift, yes, we called you out. And yes, I remember laying my hands on you and ordaining you. And I want to encourage you that God has called you out from a young age. And I want you to go out and I want you to be what God has called you to be. And to fan into flame, to get excited and to start using your life and not waste your life. To do something for the cause of Christ. Stop. Be careful. Don't lose out. Keep doing the good work. 
the celebration of saying, you have been taught and you've been taught well. Let me show you what else he does here in chapter 3. Can you flip over to 2 Timothy chapter 3? Paul is talking about how that we need to remember the lessons that have been taught. And he's encouraging in chapter 3, saying to Timothy, it's going to get hard. In the last days, it's going to get really hard for you. There's going to be moments in which you're not going to want to to keep going. There's going to be moments in which other people, their faith begin to fail. And it's going to get hard to serve Christ. He said, I want to encourage you. Don't, don't get weak. Don't lose sight. He goes down to verse uh, 14. He says, other, or 13, other people are going to begin, become imposters. And they're going to become deceived. But here you go, verse 14. But as for, as for you, continue in what you have learned. What have you learned? You've learned from me. I've taught you. I've given you a great example. But also, continue what you have learned and firmly believed. Knowing from whom you learned. Now watch. And how you've from childhood, you have been acquainted with the sacred scriptures. He says, I want to show you. I've given you an example to live by. I've taught you well, and I've mentored you, and I've come alongside. But here's what you need to remember. Those lessons that you learned early in life, don't forget them. Your mom has passed it on. Your grandmother has passed it on. And those, you have been acquainted with the scriptures. You know verses from your childhood. You have, some of you maybe have that, that lineage where mom and dad or mom and grandma, they have passed on their faith by, by making sure you remembered Scripture. And he says, I want to encourage you. This is what you need to remember. Now, moms, it's hard to, to have a day in which you, you sit back and say, well, I'm not sure I remember. I don't know if I've taught my kids anything. And maybe there's some moms in here who feel like the ladies right there at the beginning of the video. You don't feel like your kids even listen. And you've had so many great lectures. Don't you remember some of your lectures? You're like, man, that was fantastic. I've given my kids some great ones, and I sat back going, man, that was really good today. I'm really sharp. Now, here's what's sad is when you ask them, what did I say? And then you ask them to repeat it, they'll give you that blank stare. Uh, have you ever had that? You're like, man, that was brilliant. Really? You don't, you don't remember anything? No, nothing. Parenting is hard. Matter of fact, I, uh, I, I did some, I did a, a cost survey. I got on online. Now, I'm sure this is obviously accurate since it was online. But um, it talks about how that the compensation for moms, this is salary.com, it talks about compensation for 2014, uh, 15,000 moms, how many hours you put in. And so I want to give you how much it, you should be making as a mom. You ready? Here we go. Let's start off with the, the stay-at-home moms who work at least 94 hours per week, or 96.5 hours per week. So here's what you should be making. If you take all the hours and all the duties and all the responsibilities that you have, you have 40-hour work week, and then you have 56.5 hours of overtime, all stay-at-home home moms should be earning at least $118,905 a year. That's pretty good, $118,000. Now, moms, are you ready for that? That's pretty good, right? Yeah, amen. All right, working moms, here's what you found. Here's what they found on this. Um, so working moms, here's what they do. They, they spend at least um, 58 hours a week or 59.4 hours a week on top of their working hours. So here's what you need to, you need to do. You need to figure up your, your regular salary and then add on top of that at least another paycheck of 70000 to make up for all the time you put in as a mom. So that's your true salary. 70000 extra bonus on top. That's a lot of money, right? It's a lot of hours that you're putting in. Being a mom was never said to be easy. But here's what it does mean. You ready? As a mom, you get the privilege and you get the opportunity to speak and to teach, and to impact future generations. Listen to the impact 
of moms on some of our famous leaders. Ready? George Washington. Here's what he said. My mother was the most beautiful woman I ever saw. All I am, I owe to my mother. I attribute all my success in life to the moral, intellectual, and the physical education I received from her. That was George Washington. Abraham Lincoln. Here's what he said. All that I am or ever hope to be, I owe to my angel mother. John Wesley. He said, I learned more from Christianity. I learned more about Christianity from my mother than from all the theologians in England. That was John Wesley. Billy Graham, he wrote this. Only God himself fully appreciates the influence of a Christian mother in the molding of character in her children. And Henry Ward Beecher said this, what a mother sings to the cradle goes all the way down to the coffin. Moms, I want to encourage you. You might not think that your kids are listening, but they hear your words and they see your actions. And I am so thankful. The way we celebrate, the way we should celebrate is one, we remember the lessons taught. And the last is this. Let me show you what happened here in verse, uh, chapter, thir- uh, chapter 3. Look at verse 14 one more time. Chapter 3, verse 14, and let me show you this last part. Paul is writing, he says, I want you to remember, continue in what you've learned and firmly believed. And then he says this phrase, knowing from whom you've learned it. Why did he put that in there? Why did he put from whom you've learned it? Here's why. If you've been taught something and you found out the person that you learned it from was a hypocrite, it kind of changes what you've learned, doesn't it? It stains it just a little bit. And Paul says this, Timothy, here's what you need to celebrate. You need to remember not only what you've learned, but you need to remember from whom you learned it. You were giving an example, a real-life example of how life is supposed to be lived. One of faith, one in which trusted God, your mom, your grandmother, they trusted God, and you need to remember whom you learned what you've learned. You learned the Scriptures early in life, but you also saw a real-life example. Here's the hard parts about, about Mother's Day. You remember the good, and then you also remember the other side of life. Sometimes it's hard to see your mom, and sometimes it's hard to see your mom go through life and the ups and downs, but life is hard and life is difficult. And he says, Timothy, you need to be thankful, you need to celebrate, and you need to remember not only what you've learned, but you need to remember the real-life example that you were given of how to live life. And here's why it's so important. He says, it's so important because it, it, when you learn the scriptures, it's able to make you wise into what? Do you see it? Salvation. The reason that you were able to come to know Jesus Christ so early was because you were being given a godly mom, you were given a godly grandmother, or you were given a godly person who took interest. Maybe it was a Sunday school teacher. Somebody who poured into you, but you need to remember from whom you learned it because they were living it the best they could. So here's where we have to end. So what, what if, what if? And let me play the devil's advocate because maybe, maybe for some in here you're going, Heath, that's just all nice and rosy. Maybe you just had a really good life, Heath, and, and, and it doesn't really work for me because I had a really bad home life. I had a really crummy home life, and, and I didn't have that example. Here's, here's, here's where it's an amazing thing that you're in this place today. You know why? Because from this moment on, God is calling you to break the cycle in your family. From this moment on, what God is calling you to be is to be that godly mom who passes to the next generation her faith. 
to stop the cycle of hurt and pain, to actually say, from this moment on, I'm going to teach my kids what it means to love God, teach my kids the scriptures, so that what we have is this. Wait, you don't understand, my kids are already fully grown, they're already gone. I don't even have that opportunity anymore. Maybe, Maybe you're a grandparent and you're sitting back going, I just don't have that opportunity, my kids are moved away. Can I encourage you? You still have an opportunity. If you're alive, you can still pour in. Write notes, write cards, call. Get involved somehow, some way to pass on your faith, to pass on what God is teaching you. God is calling you to do so much more. And moms, I want to say thank you. Thank you for all that you're doing. I want to champion you and I want to encourage you. Thank you. Thank you for passing on your faith. Thank you for giving a real life example so that it's tangible. So that we can actually see God lived out in the flesh, in our homes. And I want to say thank you. Thank you for doing it. Don't grow weary in well-doing. Keep up the good work. Proverbs tells us this. That whatever you teach a child in their youth, in their young, when they're old, they won't depart from it. Can I tell you how often we've seen that come over and over again? A mom who's taught the scriptures, who's taught the scriptures, who's taught the scriptures. Even with the power team, one of the testimonies was exactly that. I learned the scriptures early, then I got away from it, and it was in a hospital that God was calling me back from the scriptures that I had learned as a child. Don't give up. Hang in there. Keep praying. Maybe you have a lost son. You have a lost daughter. Maybe you have a lost kid or a lost grandkid. Don't give up. Hang in there. The prayers of the righteous will not go unheard. Hang in there. Thank you for all your prayers, and thank you for your love. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, we give you time, all this praise, and all the glory. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for caring for us. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Here's what we're going to do. I would like, as the musicians begin to play, I would like to do something very different. We're not going to have a formal invitation where you're going to come down here today, but here's what I'm going to do. I would like for us, men, children, I would like for us to have a prayer for all the ladies that are in this room. We have ladies sitting all around us, some who are sitting as single moms, some are sitting single in worship, some who are just sitting with their husbands, some who are sitting with their kids, maybe they're sitting with their grandkids and great-grandkids. Here's what I would like for us to do. As the musicians begin to play, I would like for us to take a pause in just a moment. See, God calls His church to be a house of what? A prayer. So let's say a word of prayer. Would you do this with me? I want you to say a prayer. You can pray out loud. You can pray silent. But I want you to start praying for the ladies all around you. There are going to be people in front of you. There are going to be people behind you. We're going to say a prayer. We're going to give you about 30 seconds just to pray. Kids, pray for it. College students, pray. This is a chance where we get to pray for the ladies around. You don't know the story. You don't know who you're sitting by. Who knows who you're sitting by? You don't even know the heartache or the pain or the joy that's going on in the ladies' life next to you. But here's what I know. We can go to the Heavenly Father, and He knows all and he knows what's going on today. He also knows the heaviness and the hurts. And he gives us a very clear command that he is able to carry our burdens if we would just cast them upon him. So today, let's pray for the ladies near us. And then I'm going to close with a word of prayer, all right? So 30 seconds, would you begin to pray now? Let's pray for the ladies next to us. As you hear the prayers going up, 
I want to pray, and I want to pray a blessing upon those moms who are here today. We want to say thank you for the moms. We want to say thank you for the ladies who have impacted our lives. We want to say thank you for the moms who are impacting our children's lives. God, we want to say thank you for the mom who is single today. We pray that your blessings upon her. I pray that you strengthen her and encourage her. God, for the grandmas who are here, I pray that you would encourage them. And God, I pray that truly you would do a great and mighty work. Encourage them today. In Jesus' precious name, I pray. And all God's people said, amen.